We're glad to be sharing the ministry of Redemption Church with you. Now join us as we receive the Word of God. ...of July weekend, I want to talk about one of your favorite words. I don't know if there's scientific study on this, but I guarantee you, if they did a scientific study on it, they would find that when this word shows up, people's hearts go, ooh. There are words like that, right? Like ice cream. Ooh. And watermelon. By the way, I'm going to preach quick today, and we're going to have ice cream sodas and watermelon after church. Aren't you glad you came to church today? All right. That means I better get to preaching. Here we go. Here's that word. Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I want to talk about your word that you really love. It's called free. Raise your hand if you kind of like that word. I'm a big fan of free. There's a lot of ways we use this word. One of them is uh, patriotic, love of country, military service. Somebody fought for our freedom, and we are a free nation as Americans. I mean, tomorrow, everybody's going crazy about it. There are, there are fireworks that are going to go off tonight, tomorrow, and who knows when, legally and illegally. And everybody's like, yeah, we're so glad that we are free. We like, we like that word. How about this one? Advertising. You buy two. You get one free. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even better if you buy one, get one. They even have a, a, a an abbreviation for that. What is it? BOGO. If you didn't know what BOGO meant, it's not a Greek word. It's buy one, get one. All right? Hey, that's eye attracting. In fact, next time you walk through the store or you go anywhere online, they will they will just do a graphic art that says just the word free on it. And you're like, Oh, here we go, here we go. I can't, I, I love the clearance section because I like to look at, that's what it costs me, that's what it costs him. I'm getting like that much value, free. That's how I, I think about these things, free. Oh, and then we got politics. Don't worry, I'm not going to get too heavy into this. But you know what? The politicians stand behind a lectern and they give you the promise of free. They do it all the time and they have a lot of success with it. We love the word free. But is it really free? Free question mark, everybody. Free. What, is it really free? The patriotic slogan says free, but we know that there is a heavy cost for our freedom as Americans. What kind of free are we talking about here? Because people have given their lives. People have lost their loved ones. Some have fought, made it home alive, but still suffer post-traumatic stress disorders and physical pain for the rest of their life. Is that really free? How about the commercial that said, it's free, but is it really free? I remember the first Winco I'd ever been to, they had this little sign, I just went in there for a gallon of milk. Anybody ever go to a store for a gallon of milk? Do not go to Winco for just a gallon of milk. Do not do that. You will not get out of there with just a gallon of milk. You won't do it. They had this sign up there that said, spend $30, Get a gallon of milk free. And I'm like, it would be a shame of me not to spend $30 to get this gallon of milk free. And so you know what I did? I spent an extra hour walking through the store going, is this about $30? Is this is about $30. I have no shame. That is exactly what I did. So I wasted more money and more time. It cost me all of that. So I could get a free gallon of milk. I believe at the time it cost about $2. So there I, I'm like, I'm like, I, 
walk out of there loading this big cart of stuff. And I'm like, score? Got a free gallon of milk. Right? And the politician said that this governmental service would be free. But is it really free? Come on. Be smart enough. Give me a big, no, it's not. Every dollar the government spends is coming out of taxes. And do you know where taxes come from? You, they come from you. Yeah, you are actually paying for that thing. And they have the audacity to stand up and say, free. And then they fill in the blank. It's health care or school or, or anything free, free. Daycare. I mean, they'll throw in free anything free. Y'all, y'all heard it? So be wary when the politician promises something for free. I want to tell you about a guy named Milton Friedman. Anybody ever heard that the, the name of Milton Friedman? Friedman. He is a world-renowned economist and Nobel Prize winner. And he is known for this quote right here. There is no such thing as a free lunch. Say that sentence with me. No such thing as a free lunch. All right. He's very well known for this, this uh, phrase right here. And he applies it to his economic theory. And I'm telling you, it holds water. Uh, free lunch, right? Somewhere there is a cost. Somebody invites you to a free lunch. Well, let me tell you, someone had to purchase the ingredients. Someone had to make the sandwich, put the ingredients together. Someone had to transport the sandwich. Someone had to distribute the sandwich. All of that cost. Cost time, cost money, cost energy, manpower. All of that cost. And then you go past them that and you got the minutia of you got to have permits, you got to tax on things. All these things, even if you're paying a person to now do these things, all of these things cost money. But the, the advertisement says free lunch. Somebody uh, invited you and said, hey, come out to a free lunch. The cost of the free sandwich. Yeah, I said that right. The cost of the free sandwich can be you sitting through a one-hour high-pressure sales meeting. Hey, come on out. And then the, um, now that we've got you here and you hear, what, why are they closing all these doors? Did I just hear a lock on it? And now they're like, PowerPoint. Now you're hearing it. It's like, what did I just sign up for? And it's like, this better be a good free sandwich because it's not really free. There's a cost associated with what we say is free. Are you with me today? You've heard it said that freedom isn't free. And it's really true. There's a lot to be said about that. You may receive something free, but someone paid the cost. And this is even true when we're talking about the gospel. Can we talk about the gospel a little bit? What is the gospel? The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. And you receive it freely. You didn't have to pay to hear that message. You didn't, like, have to spend, you know, so many weeks of, community service to be able to receive that message no it is absolutely free it is free for you to receive but do you know what it costs that gospel that gospel cost jesus everything free for you to receive but it cost our jesus absolutely everything now we love the word free but we aren't so wild about the word cost Ooh, cost. Why'd you have to say that word? Free makes us like, 
there's probably does something. I, I was looking in, in, in a scientific studies this week. It's like certain emotions like light up parts of your body. It's really, I imagine the word freak is light certain part. And then the word cost, it's like deep depression equals cost. It's like does the same thing to your body. So how are we supposed to understand this scripture that we started out? Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. If, if nothing's, if everything that's free actually costs something, how are we supposed to understand this verse? One more time, it says, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. What does this mean? Here's what it means. Jesus paid the cost for us to be free. Pretty simple, right? And he did this so that we would live in the freedom that he purchased. So you don't have to purchase the freedom. It's already paid. The cost is already paid. Let's ask this. Why would Paul, who wrote Galatians, why would Paul need to write this scripture? And as we look back at this scripture, put up here, doesn't it seem a little redundant? Set free for freedom. For freedom, Christ set you free. Seems a little redundant. What's going on there? Well, if you read that entire chapter, the book of Galatians, in Paul's day, they were receiving the gospel freely, yet not living in the freedom of the gospel. Could we be doing the same thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we could absolutely be doing the same thing. We could be receiving this free gospel, yet not living in the freedom the gospel purchased. I'm telling you, you could say the sinner's prayer, but not live in freedom. You could worship on Sunday, but not live in freedom, Monday through Saturday. You could open up your Bible and read all the scriptures about freedom and go, amen, that's absolutely true. And then turn around and be completely bound in every way. It's absolutely possible. We could be doing the same thing. We could be believing in Jesus, but bowing down to religious rules and traditions. And so now you're burdened down with these things going, oh, I'm so, it feels so good to be free, right? People do that. Claiming the cross of Jesus Christ, claiming the righteousness on your life, yet you are always comparing yourselves to others. Is there freedom in that? Oh, I'm set free from the blood of Jesus on the cross, but I'll never be good as Catholic. Why should I even try? Either Catholic. Either Catholic. And so you're comparing yourself. Yeah, I'm talking about you, Kathy. I love you. <laughs> he was like, talking about, yeah, Kathy. Like, but, but what is that? Is that freedom to constantly be comparing yourself to each other? Oh, I'm not as good. I can't ever. No, I'm not worth loving. Right? So you're, com- you're, you're claiming the cross, but now you're comparing yourself. Dude, that's not freedom. That's not it. Yeah, set free from your past. And you say, yeah. All my sins are forgiven. They are washed away. They're under the blood of the Lamb. Yet, you're still living in shame for your past mistakes. And Christ has forgiven you, but you haven't forgiven. You are still judging yourself. You're still holding yourself to the place of shame when Christ has paid the cost for you to be free. It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. How about this one? Chains broken but still living as a slave to fear and sin. He's broken those chains, but you kind of just carry those chains around anyway. He's, he's promised you heaven, but you're like, 
I don't know, I might be going to hell, and now you're, you're just living in that, that kind of fear, and in that, maybe in that sin, like he set you free from sin, but you keep coming right back to that thing that you know is no good, and it's actually got a hold of you, and you keep coming back to that thing, and every Sunday you're like, oh God, forgive me of that thing, and you're like, oh, that was so good, I'm so glad I'm set free, and then what am I doing back at this sin? And we've all been there, can we... Can you clap if you've been there? We've all been there. Don't feel bad. We love you. Gosh. The point here is not to beat you down. The point here is that we claim the freedom, but are we walking in the freedom? It's not for a slogan that Christ has set us free. It's for actual freedom. You are free for freedom. Jesus paid the cost for your freedom. Amen. But you may, you may not be living in that freedom. What is it that you should be free from that are not? What is it you should be free from that you are? Oh, real quick, these came to my mind. Bitterness and unforgiveness. One, right? Bad, sinful habits. Right? Here. What those are. Christ paid the cost so that you can be free. But are you that's something you ought to think about. Not just on a July 4th weekend. That's something you ought to think about often. Am I walking in that freedom? If, if I really were free, wouldn't I, aren't I supposed to be a little happy? If I really am free, shouldn't I have a different countenance on my face? Why is everybody always walking up going, what is wrong? Like your face says, what is, that there's something wrong. Right? Maybe, maybe if I really am free, maybe that shouldn't happen as much. John chapter 8, verse 34, Jesus replied, very truly, I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Heavy verse. Everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Goodbye, freedom. Every time you sin, do you think about your sin that way? You need to think about your sin that way. Every time you sin, you are a slave to sin. Let's let's go here for a minute. Let's just have fun with this, right? Because we need to hear it. We ought to have a lot more mercy on other people around us who are in sin, because we ought to see them not as oh they're lesser than us. We ought to see oh my goodness they're bound and maybe they don't even know it. And somebody who's bound doesn't need someone to throw a stone at them. How about that? For uh, don't you think the church of Jesus needs to hear that 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 a little bit? Yeah, let's let's be that way. When we become, when we sin, we become slaves to sin. Slaves are not free. So here's one thing. Sin is a big deal. Sin is a big deal. The message of the gospel is not to make light of sin. Right? Repentance and forgiveness is not to make light of sin. You go down in that water and we come up and we're like, whoa, it's a brand new person. Praise God. But that is not to make light of your sin. That's not to make the grace of God does not make light your sin. Sin is a big deal. Every time you sin, it's like you saying, please put me back in those handcuffs again. I want to be a slave to this thing. That's what your sin is. You need to think that way about your sin. Here's, now, that's heavy, right? Sin is a big deal. Well, here's good news. If sin is a big deal, then freedom from sin 
is an even bigger deal. Freedom from sin ought to make you just absolutely happy, absolutely just blown away by God's goodness, and absolutely exalted, just, just full of excellent energy and power and a big smile on your face. I have been set free. You're looking at a sinner who has been set free. You're looking at a slave who has been emancipated. You're looking at somebody who didn't deserve to be free. But yet, here I am free because Jesus Christ paid the cost for my freedom. Freedom from sin. Oh, it's such a John chapter 8, verse 36. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Somebody say indeed. Indeed. The word for indeed is ontos. Somebody say ontos. The Greek word, and it means reality. Reality. Look at that verse one more time. So if the Son sets you free, you will be free in re for real. For real, like reality, it's absolutely true. Not just, not just figurative, not just a story, not just a fairy tale, not just make-believe, but reality. Absolutely true. Like this stage is real, I'm standing on it. Your freedom is that real. This music stand is real, I can touch it, I can pick it up and carry it around. Your freedom is just that real. It's ontos. It is reality. Christ wants you to be, wants the freedom he purchased for you to be reality, not, not a slogan, not a, a little band you wear on your arm, not a shirt or a bumper sticker, not a song that you sing, but actually the ground you walk on, the air you breathe, the power that beats in your heart, freedom, that kind of reality. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. The cost of freedom. No such thing as a free lunch. Sandwich costs something. All this that we're receiving freely from the Lord costs something. The gospel is all about the cost. The gospel, we talk about it often, it's the death. That sound like cost? Very. Does that sound like cost? Even this third one, the resurrection, I will tell you, him having to live. Death, burial, the resurrection, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's all about cost. Yeah, it's free for us, but it costs him everything. It is freedom that Christ set us free. Well, let's look at this. Now let's think of this. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. Matthew chapter 10, verse 7. As you go... Proclaim the message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Verse 8. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those that have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. I want you to say the last bit of that. Freely you have received. Freely give. Christ paid the cost. Christ set them free. I'm talking to the disciples. He is paying the cost. He is setting them free. And then Christ asked them to go do something that would cost them. He asked them to go proclaim the message. 
Jesus still asks us to go claim the message. Oh, but what's about this freedom, Jesus? Why, why are you asking me to do stuff? I'm supposed to be free. But we have to understand the cost of freedom. Christ says, freely you have now freely give. So I've got this question. Will you pay the cost for others to be free? Will you pay the cost for others to be free? Jesus did. And he looks at his disciples, he looks at his followers, and he says, I want you to go proclaim this message. You know that this message took, took them in harm's way? You know that every one of them were persecuted because of this message. They, they killed all of them, but John, John wasn't killed, but it wasn't because they didn't try. They boiled him in oil and he lived. And so they put him on a desert island and he showed them. He just wrote the book of Revelation there. Jesus asked them to do that. And they did it. And they paid the cost. And you know, because they did that, we're here today. Because they did that, we have a Bible with the word of God in it. Because they did that today, we freely were able to know about the name of Jesus. The cross of Jesus, the burial of Jesus, and the resurrection of Jesus, and the return of Jesus. Jesus paid the cost, but Jesus also asked us to pay the cost. We're going to be coming to a close very quickly. Y'all listen. Will you pay the cost? Some things. How about... Would you be willing to open your home? Open your home. Maybe somebody, place to stay. What if you open your home? Help them get things together. You know, when I first found Redemption Church, there was one Gary Ruth Hodges. And I had just graduated high school. And they said, hey, let's take college, high school, college. I'd come to Plano and didn't make much money. No shame. Right. They opened up their home to me. They said, why don't you live with us while you're doing ministry? Why don't you save a down payment for a house? You know what? That's exactly Thank you, Gary. Paid the cost. And now my family is blessed because of it. Back when you could actually afford housing. Good Lord. What if you open your house? We have these connect groups. They meet home, home, house to house. What if you open your house to that? What if you volunteered your time? There's all kinds of needs right here in the church. There's needs all out in the community. There's needs on your blog. We would just know about the needs. What if you shared your finances? What if you gave a Bible. What if, how about this one? What if you risked embarrassing for the cause of Christ? What if you went to your school and said, hey, I am a Christian and I believe in What if you risked your pride and said those words? Do you know that that's paying the cost because somebody else has the opportunity to be free? What if you, bear, you bore someone else's 
burdens. All kinds of ways. There's so many ways to count the cost. And I'm telling you, it will make someone It is for freedom that Christ set us free. Everyone say, go, Cleta, go. So we love you, Cleta. True story, Cleta walked in today, and I didn't think she was going to be here today. And I said, what are you doing here? She's like, we're so glad that you're here, Cleta. (laughs) As I'm drawing to a close, I want you to listen. It is for freedom. It is for freedom. That Christ set us free. Not freedom. The office church. No, it is for freedom that Christ set us free. So guess what? He set us free that we could be free. If you are not free today, I want you to come to this altar. You ought to be free. God wants you to be free. For more information about redemption, look us up online at redemption-church.com. We want to hear from you, so be sure to connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or even our anonymous question text line at 214-856-0550. Thank you for joining us and have a blessed day.